I started this podcast on August 7th, 2007. That's right, the first episode came out over 12 years ago. And in that time, I've changed a lot. I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about the work that I do. And a lot of what I've been doing over the last year is reinvention. So I figured, why not talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow? Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Yeah. Like I said, I've been a little bit nostalgic lately, and I always forget to mention when it's our anniversary. I don't know why, but I do. And I got to thinking about it today, because, yeah, over 12 years ago, I started this podcast. And prior to that, my first book came out. And a lot has happened since then. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually interacting with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. So yeah... 12 years ago, I didn't know I was in, that I was non-binary femme. I didn't... Well, I guess I knew I was trans. I just didn't admit it. Those words couldn't come out of my mouth. I was still living a lie. And you can see that peppered through a lot of the work that I did back then. And... That's something that I'm, I've been working on changing. Because that's the one thing that I don't think we talk about enough in our modern world. We have reboots and remakes, and we talk about them all the time. We have pop stars and musicians who go through reinvention periods, especially if they started their career as a child and are now transitioning to being an adult. But reinvention is something that we do throughout our lives, especially when we realize or finally admit to ourselves certain things that are sometimes hard to say. Reinvention is something that happens when we grow our families, when we get married, when we date someone, when we change our jobs change our profession, change our goals. There are numerous things that could catalyze a reinvention. But how do you actually do that? How do you change? I'm not talking about like the physical changes or the mental changes or the things that require a therapist to help you through. I'm talking about how do you do it for yourself? You see, the 
two problems that we have in our current universe is that we have the internet and the internet is forever. So even if you decided to go back and take down old tweets or whatever from a different age before you realized that you shouldn't say stuff like that or make jokes like that or before you realized that you were a part of that community it's probably still going to be there. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, and I'm not saying that I don't have any of those lurking out in the way stations of the internet somewhere. I've been online since the, since like 99 with various websites, and I was on Twitter before it had vowels. <laughs> and Lord knows what I said on my old Jaiku account. Anybody remember Jaiku? But yeah, I just don't know. And it's gonna come back at some point. Because everything that comes back, everything we do comes back to us. But I don't want to talk about looking back or trying to edit or revise our past or make it something different. I want to talk about how we go forward. Because for me, that's the biggest part of reinvention. When I realized that I was non-binary femme, and what I mean by that for anybody new to the show is I prefer she, her pronouns or they, them pronouns. I often actually refer to myself in the singular they, them, which I've noticed lately. But when using other gendered language, I generally use female coded language. I definitely feel more on that side of the gender spectrum from neutral to feminine. And so I'm looking back at a lot of my older work and I'm wanting to redo it. I'm looking back at a lot of the things that I've said and done over the years and wanting to be better. I'm trying to figure out how to live my life now as the person I am now. And some of that comes with clothing. Some of that comes with various ways that I can signal to the world. And for somebody who's my age, it's, I think, trickier than it is for younger folk. In this, I'm 42 years old. There are people that have known me for a very long time. There's still people that are shocked when I show up wearing makeup to an event, which is hilarious because even before I came out as non-binary, I, 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 I wore makeup. I've always worn makeup here, there, and yonder. I don't put it on every day because it's a special occasion thing. There are times when I just want to put on makeup. But what I've learned more than anything else in all of this recreation, this reinvention of who I am, is I care less and less about what other people think of me. I care less and less about how other people perceive me, and more about how I perceive myself. Because, you see, I've struggled with low self-esteem and depression for the vast majority of my life. And the main reason for that is that I was telling myself that I was a boy, that I was male, 
and all of the standards of that gender when they get applied to me, oh, I, I don't live up to any of them. I, I am not male in any really measurable way. And as a result, it hurt my own self-image to think about myself and describe myself as male. And that's the first thing that I think we all need to realize when we're doing any kind of reinvention, whether that's adopting an alternative style, like becoming a goth or something, or realizing your true gender, or coming out as LGBTQ. It could be anything. It could be admitting to yourself that you want to be a writer or an artist or a dancer or whatever. You have to do it for yourself. See, I, I don't know what snapped inside of me, but I used to crave that validation. I used to crave that acceptance from others. I, I said out loud that I didn't, and I, if pressed on it, would go on long polemics about how I really didn't care what other people thought. Then the other day, I went to an Earthon game that I run, and I decided to put on some extra jewelry and put some makeup on, and I got there, and one of the ladies who was at the game said, nice makeup, I really like that lipstick. And I smiled, and I said thank you, and I showed her which one it was, and I realized that external validation did nothing for me. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. It didn't feed that little beast that used to live inside of me that wanted other people to tell me that I was good enough, that I had done something good enough, that I deserved good things, that I deserved praise. It didn't feed that little beast. And so far as I could tell, that beast wasn't there anymore. I didn't feel it. I didn't sense it. That desire that I used to have for external validation was gone. I didn't worry so much about the clothes that I was wearing. Because I was wearing clothes that I wanted to wear. I didn't worry about what people would think about my makeup. Because I wanted to wear it. I didn't worry about my jewelry because I wanted to wear it. Somehow, and I don't know where, but those instincts became self-actualized. I did them for me, not for other people. And, oh, my sweet children of the night, I really want you to get there. It's possible. I wish I could tell you the path that I took. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the second half, but it's a magical thing honestly, not care what other people think about you. So here I am looking at my old work and I'm currently redoing my, my space opera setting. I discovered this genre called Magipunk and I'm trying to learn more about it, though I don't know that there is all that much about it. The internet seems to not have a lot out there. 
is a term that I ran across when I was working at World Anvil. It's one of the genres they recognize. And then I read the description and I went, whew, that kind of describes the kind of world that I'm building. Reinvention. Reengineering. You see, I am my work. I am so much the stories that I tell. They're so tied into my own identity and who I am that it made me want to go back and revisit that first novel of mine and do a complete rewrite of it. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to do that or not. Though, let's be honest, I'm, I'm probably going to end up doing that because the idea's been sewn into my mind. And it's okay if I take time to do that. Because that's part of that reinvention. I get to spend time with the person I was 14, 15 years ago when that book first came out. 16 years ago when that book was first written. And I get to experience my life back then and reinterpret it through the lenses I have now, through the tools I have now. That's all part of the reinvention. You see, once you start to become sure of who the person you want to be is, you start looking for all of the little parts of your life that can be brought into alignment with that. Now notice my words there. I didn't choose them lightly. You don't want to bring them into conformity. You want to bring them into an alignment because conformity is the last thing that any of us should ever be seeking. Conformity is a form of control. It is a form of domineering, a form of domination. Conformity says that anything that doesn't fit into the box must be cut off, must be discarded, must be thrown away. This is why so many adults lose their imaginations. Because to be an adult and to have an imagination, well, one of these things is not like the others. So to conform to some outdated, outmoded ideas of adulthood, many jettison their imagination even though it's the one thing that can help them get along in life and help them get through all of the challenges that life is going to throw at them. And so here we are in this brave new world. We're starting to see the person that we want to be. We start seeing the ideas we want to inhabit. We start seeing the ideals we want to live by. And we start looking for everything in our life that we can string along into alignment with that. Just a little nudge here, a little nudge there. Maybe a complete recreation of a few things. And we must, and I'm telling you this, my sisters, brothers, and siblings, no matter your gender, no matter your sexuality, no matter who or what you are, don't try to control the process. Work, shape, look at it like a stream. It is a river flowing down a great mountain. You can put things in its course to turn the river here, there, and yonder, but go where it wants to go. Let it shape itself. That may sound like some new age mumbo jumbo, but I can tell you from my own experience, I mean, 
One of the things that I am least comfortable with is the sound of my own voice. And what I realized is the real problem that I have with that is how you all hear my voice. Because when I hear my voice in my own head, I've actually gotten it to a place that sounds right. It's when I hear my voice recorded and realize that all the tones and all the sound that I have carried through the bones in my skull, you don't hear them. And the voice that you hear isn't the voice that I want you to hear. And thus my dysphoria sparks up. That's why I don't like listening to the sound of my own voice, because it doesn't sound like me. And yes, I can take time and effort and energy to try to make my outside voice sound more like my inside voice, so that I can have you help you all hear the me that I hear. I can do that work, but I'm actually happy with my voice for the first time in a long time because I hear it the way I want to hear it. I don't hear that deep, booming, guttural, masculine voice that I had been saddled with for my entire life. That I had been scolded for trying to change when I was younger. Because I didn't like it when my voice dropped. It seemed unnatural. It seemed wrong. My voice didn't need to be where it was. And for those of you who haven't heard it, and sometimes it still makes an appearance on the show, let's see if I can do this. <clears throat> this is my real voice. And not my real voice. My natural voice. This is what I sound like. When I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> when I'm not being me. And it took a long time for me to learn how to get my voice where I wanted it to be. But I had to follow its contours because you know what? I'm not going to sound like anybody else. I can look at various role models and say, man, I wish my voice was more like theirs. But it will never be like theirs. It will always be like mine. My work, my back catalog will never be like anybody else's because it's mine, not theirs. My life will never be like anybody else's because it's not their life. It's my life. I'm the one that's living it. Your life is yours. And you have to learn that. I wish it didn't take me 42 years to learn that, but it did. It took 12, over 12 years of podcasting, over 12 years of me talking to you all. 12 years and 845 episodes later, here I am finally talking the ultimate truth of life. Reinvent yourself as early and as often as you want. Reinvent your work as early and often as you want. See, that's the great thing nowadays. Nothing has to be finished. If you want to go back and rewrite that story, go back and rewrite that story. Redraw that picture. Repaint that image. Do what you have to do. Be who you have to be. And please, my siblings, sisters, and brothers, 
don't care what anybody else has to say. Because harsh criticism will come whether you deserve it or not. Because that's the world we live in, and there are people who thrive off of making other people feel bad. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Project Shadow. If you did and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate the podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help. If you've got a dollar you can pass my way, in the show notes you'll find a link to both the community support page and the um, <laughs> my Patreon. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon, they occasionally get stuff. If you can do that or already have, thank you so much. You make everything that I do possible, especially the work that I'm currently doing with World Handful because I am paying for a guild membership, so it's not free, but I think it's worth it. I'm having a lot of fun, and I hope you all are too. If you have any questions, comments, oh, if you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's all right. But if you do know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot as well. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice meshes the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C E Dorset with on both at C E D O R S E T T. You can find links to everything that I'm doing over at ProjectShadow.com. I really am having a lot of fun over on World Anvil, and yeah, I am probably going to do a reimagining and rewriting of my first books, because I kind of want to, and I hope you're going to be along for the ride with that, because I, I've really been enjoying this more journal-like podcast that I've been doing lately, and based on the subscriber numbers going up, I think you all are too. So, thank you so much for letting me do all of this. I don't know if you heard it, but the kitties are awake, so I need to go deal with them. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.